Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. Well, thank you for joining us uh, at Love City Church online. We hope you're having a great uh, Sunday. It's a beautiful day today, and uh, we just love you so much. And we miss you. We hope soon we can gather together in the house of God, and uh, we'll continue to obviously to provide an online opportunity for you. But some exciting things are coming up, and we can't wait to tell you more about that. And uh, so we're going to get right into it today uh, and turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 9. It'll be on the screen. But also, if you want to open up your Bible, you're welcome to. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. And what we're talking about today, we've been in a series called Thriving, uh, Not Surviving. And so today we're going to talk about thriving in uh, your mind, thriving in your mind, thriving and not just surviving in your mind. And um, I feel like a bit of an expert in this only because I have a crazy mind, but I'm still learning just like you are how to uh, figure this thing out called this crazy mind of ours. And, and I think today maybe I have some practical things as well as some maybe some understanding in scripture to help you understand this challenge we have uh, when it comes to our minds and anxiety and fear and all those things. And so I'm going to read this together and you can read it with me. Philippians 4, 6 to 9. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. So let's be honest. Every single person watching today uh, probably has had at least one moment of their life where they've been overwhelmed in their mind. Uh, there's at least been, uh, whether you struggle in the area of your mind or not, every single person on the planet has had one moment in their life where they've experienced difficulty in their mind. No matter how strategic you are, how organized you are, how much you exercise, how well you eat, how vegan you eat, how organic you eat, how you don't eat, I don't know. But all I know is that every single person on the planet even the most organized strategic folks have experienced an anxiety or a fear or something in their life that's caused them difficulty. And we know that in the last three months, the three months that we've been experiencing, we know that it's been increased. In fact, a medical group just did a study with uh, 1,800 people in Canada, and they found that the mental health research and they found uh, that the, the mental health during the season has gone up uh, dramatically. In fact, anxiety, people who are dealing with uh, irregular amounts of anxiety has gone up by four times, multiplied four times from before uh, this season. Uh, uh, people's uh, cases of uh, self-reported depression have doubled uh, from the original percentage, doubled to, to more than that. So people across Canada and really across the world are experiencing a, a tremendous sense of, uh, of, of fear, uh, anxiety, depression, discouragement uh, for all sorts of different reasons. Maybe you didn't struggle with it then, but you do now, or maybe you did then and now it's just magnified on a bigger level. But all I know is that every single person on the planet struggles in some capacity in the area of their mind. And you know, if we can just be honest for a moment, many of us dealt differently with the start of the season. 
some of us were, I have to admit, a little bit like me, um, didn't really take it seriously. You know, I was the kind of the guy that when everybody would be dressed, have a mask on and be six feet apart, I would run into the middle of everybody with no mask. I'd be like, hey, everybody. I kind of was in a little bit of denial. I didn't really take it seriously. And so, you know, whether or not that's a mental problem or a mental challenge I'm facing or just my carefreeness, I don't know. But maybe you dealt with it that way. Or maybe you dealt with it by you thought that it was the end of the world. It was the apocalypse. And you went out and bought every roll of toilet paper from Costco. You didn't buy any water. You didn't buy any rations. You didn't buy any food. Just toilet paper and I'm trying to figure out if you ate it or like you know did you cook with it or I know what you used it for but what else did you use it for because there was no more toilet paper but there was a big thing of water right above it so maybe you were like that and it was like apocalyptic and it was the end of the world and oh my gosh things are falling apart Jesus is returning the the sky's gonna cut in two and and that's okay I can understand maybe why you would have thought that or, or or maybe you were worried about the fact that your the job loss or what's gonna happen if I don't I don't keep my job or how am I going to homeschool my children and watch my, my family and, and, you know, continue to work? And like all of these different things contributed to this reality of fear, anxiety in, in the mind. And that's why today's topic is extremely relevant for us to really figure out how do we thrive in our minds in this season? How do we thrive in this area of our lives and not just survive? But I need you to know something about this, this uh, anxiety, this fear this depression, even this discouragement. You might be feeling sometimes that you're weird or you're abnormal or you're alone or you might be the only one. But I want you to know that when you feel those emotions, I I have a news report for you, flashing news report. It's very important you hear me today. Good news, you're normal. You're okay. You're not weird. You don't need to run out and, you know, go see a psychologist. I mean, if you need to, go ahead. I encourage you to do that or a counselor. I'm full totally for that. But just because you're experiencing some anxiety or experiencing some fear, it does not mean that you're a doubter. It does not mean that you're faithless. It does not mean that you do not have a relationship with God. It does not mean that you've fallen off of the, the, faith, the faith wagon and you, you need to be saved. Like when you experience mental uh, difficulties, it just means you're human. That's all it means is that you're normal, that you're human, that you, have, you live life, that you're dealing with uh, difficulties in your life. And all throughout the Bible, we see people who struggled in the area of their mind. Elijah, as I've shared many times before, was discouraged, wary, afraid, and actually wanted to take his life. David's soul was so downcast that he wrote like many chapters of the Bible about it. I mean, Jonah was angry at God because of the assignment he was given and he ran away from God. Jeremiah wrestled with loneliness and insecurity. And all throughout the Bible, we see that this was a normal part of people that we celebrate and read and and are conquerors. Uh, Hebrews 11, people of faith all dealt with, with mental struggles of anxiety or fear or depression or discouragement. So you are not alone today. You're not alone. You're not alone. Now there's an extreme amount of anxiety and depression that might require some, some partnership with counseling or psychologist or a pastor. Maybe you need to think about taking some medication for a season. All of those things, I, I don't want you to think I'm not saying are important because I am with you in, in that realm. But I just want you to know today you're normal. No matter what measure of that is for you, you're normal. You're normal, you're normal, you're okay. And it's all right to, 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 uh, to accept the fact that you struggle a little bit in that area. And so the reality is, is that we have a lot of things in our world today that can actually help our, get our mind right. There's actually a lot of things in our world today that can help us have a normal mind 
without God. Now, put your stones away. <laughs> like, there's a lot of things in our world today that actually can bring our mind to a normal place. There's exercise, there's eating right, there's, as I mentioned, medication, there's friendship, there's partnership. A lot of those things at times have nothing to do with God. These are all different things in our world that we can meditate. Some people think in the power of positive thinking. Some people think in good self-talk. All those things are good tools and all those things actually can help us come to a place where we are very normal in our mind. And that's the objective for us to get to a place where we're normal. So either you're like me, where I have to get up every day and exercise. I have to eat right. I can't drink uh, certain things or I can't have, this morning I had a, uh, an anxiety flare up because I drank too much caffeine. <laughs> it was like my wife and I are arguing. We're like, why are we arguing? She's like, I think we had too much coffee. It was really funny. But it was like, okay, chill out. You know, maybe you're like me and like, like your normal is here. Your mind of normal is here. And so you have to do all sorts of things. Maybe you have to take a bit of medication or maybe you have to talk to a friend or maybe you have to read your Bible for extra hours or you know, pray. And it gets to a place every day where you're normal and you have to do that every single day or you're like my wife who's just normal all the time and once in a while she has anxiety flare-ups or once in a while her mind isn't in the right spot. But at the end of the day, if both individuals are, their objective and their goal is to get their mind to a normal, place, the normal place where you can think clearly, where you can think like God intended you to think. We can really get to that place at times, even without God. There's a lot of people out there who don't know the Lord and don't know God who have different methods that they use to get their mind right. Now, I'm going somewhere with this because I want you to understand that the type of peace or the type of mind, supernatural thriving mind that we have from our relationship with God only comes from God. It's a very important distinction. In fact, we can look at a story. I'm not going to read it, but in Matthew chapter 16, Peter in his mind, Peter the disciple in his mind had the idea that Jesus was going to become the ruler of Israel. He believed that Jesus was the Messiah to restore natural Israel back to its order. And I wonder if maybe Peter, because it's proven throughout Scripture that Peter wanted to be great among them. And so I bet you Peter kind of had it in his head that if things went as planned, he would turn out to be at the right hand of Jesus. And so here's Jesus in Matthew chapter 16. He gathers his disciples together and he says, hey guys, I want to remind you that I'm going to be murdered and buried and then I'm gonna, on the third day, I'm gonna rise from the dead. And all Peter heard was, I'm gonna die. <laughs> all Peter heard was, I'm gonna be buried. He didn't listen to the last part that said, I'm gonna rise from the dead. And Peter took Jesus aside and he said, Jesus, that will not happen. This is not how I planned this out. This is not what I thought would turn out this way. My plan and my agenda looks like this, and you're saying it's going to turn out like that. I don't like that. That's bothering me. It doesn't make any sense to me. And now Jesus rebuked him, and if you've read it before, he called him the devil. It was kind of rude, whatever. But Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. And so, you know, whatever. But then he said these words. He said, you are thinking in your mind, you are thinking with a human mind and not with God's mind. So in this verse... Jesus separates the difference between a human mind and a God mind. Now, as a follower of Jesus, us having a human mind is normal. We all have a human mind. 
we can all exercise and eat well and have good relationships and do well and go to church every now and then, not really read the Bible ever, and we might struggle a little bit, but we could do these natural things to get our mind to a place where we're normal. But I need you to understand something. The, the mind that God has for you is above normal. It's supernatural. There's a difference there. And so he separates the, true, the, the two things out, and he identifies a normal human thinking mind and a heavenly thinking mind a human mind and a heavenly mind. And he identifies the two. And I want you to know today that this supernatural mind that God gives us, it's the kind of thinking that doesn't make sense to us. It's the kind of rationale that we don't understand because it's above and beyond all that we can consider, dream or imagine or think. It's supernatural. In fact, Isaiah 55, 8 to 9 says this, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So again, there's a human mind and there's a supernatural mind. We all have human minds. Even after you become a follower of Jesus, you still have a human mind that's being renewed. But when Jesus enters your life, when you experience this peace that surpasses all understanding, you are experiencing a supernatural mind. A big difference here. So we see in this verse in our key text, Philippians 4, 7, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. So notice it says it exceeds, it's higher. It's supernatural. It goes beyond your normal. And it says it guards your heart and your mind. So that's the difference between our normal mind. Our normal mind is human, normal, and unguarded. Our supernatural mind is higher and guarded. There's a big difference between our human mind and our supernatural mind. And our supernatural mind is being guarded and it's being high, it's higher than our human mind. And here's the truth. This very, uh, might be a little discouraging for you, but I'm hoping by the end I can give you some very practical things that will help you. Here's the truth. It's very, very difficult for us to stay in the place of a supernatural mind. Now, maybe you're perfect in that way. Maybe you're more spiritual than me. But I'm gonna be the first one to say, I do not wake up with a supernatural mind. It takes a lot of work for me to get there. I know my wife doesn't either because I woke it up with her before she reads her Bible. Hallelujah. Just kidding. She's staring at me right now giving me a dirty look. Don't worry, honey. I'm just kidding. But it's, there's, this, there's, a, there's this, maybe this idea that, man, I, for those of you who are struggling in your mind, like myself, that this idea that, man, I just can't ever get, be, get good enough in my mind to just stay there. It's like, it's almost a performance. Man, if I, just, if I just read my Bible and if I just pray and if I'm just nice to people and if I'm just faithful and I just give and then, and then you talk to someone who experiences anxiety and they say, Ryan, I do all those things and still I'm experiencing anxiety. I do all those things and still I'm feeling low. I do those things and still I'm feeling discouraged. Why is it that Philippians 4, 6 to 9 says that all I have to do is do this, 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 and it doesn't work? It's because you and I have to understand that we live in a normal world with our normal human mind and God has to come and give us that supernatural mind. And Paul in this verse today 
tells us how. And so let's look at this verse here today. I'm going to give you four thoughts from this verse, very practical thoughts here today. And this, require, this requires a bit of work for us. Now, I'm not talking works, and I'm not talking performance. I'm talking a mindset. There's a mindset we must have. And I want to encourage you today that if you get up in the morning and you don't do some of the work, you don't have this mindset, you're setting a new standard for your mind for the next day. So if you start your day and you have this mindset and you do the work, what you're doing is you're lifting your mind to the place where God wants to do a supernatural transformation in your mind. If you wake up and you don't do the work and you just let your mind be normal and unguarded, the next day you wake up, your, your mind will be normal. Your normal yesterday will be here. Your normal the next day will be here. And the next day, it'll be here. Until there's depression and there's fear and there's discouragement, which often leads to drug use or alcoholism or pornography. Sometimes it comes to a place where you're even considering the worst case possible of taking your own life. And I want to encourage you today, if you're watching it today and you've had those thoughts or you're considering the, the idea of suicide or that thought has been something in your mind, I want to tell you today, God's got a plan for your life. And I want to help you today. Just get you from this place where you, I know what it's like to be in the dumps. I've never been in your shoes, but I know what it's like to be on the ground, feeling like I got nowhere to go, feeling to despair. And I got to tell you today, we got to start by raising our normal to getting to the place where we recognize that God's called us and we're his creation and that he loves us and there's a reason to live and that there's something to live for and there's a future. We don't got to worry about our past. And yeah, you've made mistakes and yeah, things have gone wrong and yeah, things are hard and yeah, the future sometimes doesn't look very bright, but I want you to know God's plan for you is great. His purposes are good. He wants to, he wants to have a relationship with you today and he wants you to know that he can bring you from a pit of despair. He can take you out of the muck and the mire and he can set your feet upon a rock and gave you a firm place to stand and he can put a joyful song in your mouth so you can sing a praise to God knowing that he transformed your life. He took you from nothing to something and that's what God can do in your life. Amen? Come on, Philippians here. Four things that Paul gives us very clear instruction. The first one is this. If you're taking notes, it'll pop up right below here. Get it out. Number one, what we got to do is we got to get it out. Look at this verse, 4, 6, Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. You got to get it out. Now, I want to encourage you today, if you're watching, my version of prayer is not this. Now, it is when I'm in a crowded room, but my version of prayer when I'm alone with God is this. God, I'm having a really tough day. Man, my, I had a, a, a fight with my son yesterday and things aren't going well. God, I, I feel like I don't really have a value or a purpose. Or God, I'm feeling discouraged. Or God, I'm feeling frustrated. I am letting it out of my brain. Many of us keep it in. And we let that torturous battlefield be played over and over our brain. You got to get in a place where you can talk to the Lord and you got to get it out of your thinking. You got to get that lie out of your mind. You got to get that thinking out of your brain because that stinking thinking won't help you in any way. God wants you to get that out right now. And he says, do that by praying to God about everything. Tell him what you need. Jesus did this. Back to Matthew chapter 26, Jesus, verse 37. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Jesus, those words sorrowful and troubled actually are the same root words for the word depression. 
to Jesus, anxiety and depression. Jesus. It says, then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed. He's saying this to his disciples. Guys, my soul is overwhelmed. Jesus, my soul is overwhelmed to the point of death. Jesus, my soul is overwhelmed to the point of death. Hang out with me. I got to go pray. Jesus goes a little bit farther. And this is what he says to his father. Now he's by himself. He doesn't have to go quiet anymore. Now he, he says this, father, if it's possible, take this cup from me. I don't want to go through this. I'm just going to be real with you, Father. I'm going to do whatever it is you want me to do because I was sent here on a mission to die for the sins of the whole world. But God, my human mind is thinking, I just don't want to do this. My human mind is saying, God, I just don't want to go through with that reconciliation with that person. God, I just don't want to have to put up with being in that room with all those people. God, I feel overwhelmed. God, I feel frustrated. God, I just don't want to do this. Then the supernatural mind, but God, your will be done. See that? From a human thinking, getting it out, his second response was, I don't want to do this human but let your will be done supernatural. That's what happens. As a follower of Jesus Christ, and I want you to hear me, as a follower of Jesus, this is one of the biggest differences between people who choose to follow Christ and those who don't. Those who don't can only live that normal mind. We have that too, but there's something supernatural that we get to partake in. It's the ability to get it out of our heart, to get it out of our mind, to say it out loud. And as we're speaking out loud to our Father, guess what He does? He brings a supernatural peace that's beyond our understanding. We get it out and He replaces it. Okay, God, I'm getting this out, but I'm starting to realize I can make this. I can do this. I can go into that room. I can be in that relationship. I can talk to that dad. I can get that job. I can do this thing. I'm starting to feel it, God. I've, I've spoke out the lie. Now I need to hear your truth. So you got to get it out. Get it out of your mind. Speak it out. He says, tell God what you need. And generally, when you need something, it's generally potentially a negative. God, I, I'm out of patience. I need grace. God, I'm out of money. I, finance, I need you to help me with my finances. God, uh, I need help because I'm struggling. God, I need peace because I'm anxious. So you have to recognize that it is not a lack of faith to confess your need. That is such a lie. I don't know who taught you that, but it is not a, a lack of faith for you to speak out loud the challenge that you're facing, as long as you recognize that the lie that you're speaking needs to be debunked by the truth of God's word. So if you're going to speak it out, make sure you come back with speaking out the truth of God's word out of your mouth. You got to get it out. And this is a powerful truth. I know there was a time in, in my life, and I've shared this many times, but maybe someone online hasn't heard this before. Uh, I used to have a terrible fear of death. I don't know why, but I had a crippling fear of death where I just thought I was going to die early and I was afraid of death. And as a pastor, it seems interesting because I believe in heaven and I believe in the afterlife. But for some reason, I just had fear. And a friend of mine was in a prayer meeting and he says, you need to stand up and speak the lie out loud. I said, I don't want to do that. He says, you need to stand up and speak the lie out loud. I stood up and said, I'm, a, I'm afraid to die. And I just begin to weep and I, and I begin to be overwhelmed. And in that, I have never once since that moment ever experienced the fear of death ever again because Jesus broke it in my life. Because I spoke that lie out loud as a follower of Jesus, I can do that. I spoke the lie out loud. Jesus, 
I'm afraid of death. And he goes back and says, yes, Ryan, but you have an everlasting life with me. Yes, Ryan, your your, your plans and your purposes are in my hand. I've got a plan for you. He comes and speaks truth back into your mind, but you've got to let that lie come out of your mouth so you can get God's word back in and speak God's word out of your mouth. You've got to get it out. The second thing is this. You've got to remember Philippians 4, 6, the second part of that, thank him for what he has done. You've got to remember. Often, the reason we are anxious, this might be challenging, so forgive me in advance. The reason we are anxious and we are filled with fear is because we are thinking about what currently is happening and what will happen. So our minds are, are focused on the worst case scenario. We are not reflecting on what God has done. We are looking at what we think God can't do. And so anxiety and depression and fear, mostly anxiety, comes from a place of control. And I know you can't control it, and I get that. But ultimately, it comes from a place of that I'm not looking back, rehearsing what God has done. I'm looking forward, saying, God, I don't think you can. And I know in my own life, I've been really challenged in this because ultimately it's my inability to say, okay, God, I trust you. I just don't know if it's going to work out like I want, but I trust you. And we see that many times our anxiety is stemmed from a fact that maybe we're not fully trusting in the Lord. Now, I know you're watching today. Oh, you don't know my situation. Trust me. I want you to hear my heart. I don't, I'm not insinuating that if you struggle with a, uh, an increased amount of anxiety that you have a trust issue. I want you to hear my heart. I'm asking you to, to consider it in your life. That maybe you should start focusing on looking back. I know a friend of mine was mentioning the other day, uh, she was thinking about, she was talking about this very thing, talking about how, man, look how God's provided for us during this season. And it helped her in her anxiety. Think about, look what God's done. How can we not, move forward in life, knowing that, man, look at the faithfulness of the Lord throughout our lives. Look at how how faithful God has been. How has he provided for you in your past? How has he filled you in the past? How has he forgiven you in the past? How has he changed your life in the past? Our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. He never casts a shifting shadow. God never changes. God never will change. Everything God has done in your life was so that you can look back and remember as a memorial so that when you experience anxiety and fear in your mind, you can tell your mind lies that will not happen. My God has always been faithful. Yes, but that relationship just broke up and all my relationships have broken up. But yet every single time, God has been faithful. Every single time to comfort me. Every single time to guide me. Man, every single time I get in that argument, I look back at my relationship and I realize God has been faithful to help me in my marriage all along this way. He's been faithful in my finances all along the way of my life. You've got to look back and remember, God, thank you for all the things you did. That will help your anxiety. You're relinquishing the control of your now and your future. What anxiety does is focuses on now to the future. What thankfulness does is look back to the current. So you're looking back saying, oh, well, look behind me. (laughs) God's been faithful. Don't look in front of you and say, oh, God can't be. God has been. He's been faithful in my life. He's transformed me. I mean, I think back to the faithfulness of God in my own life. I don't know if you know this, but I was six months old. I had skull surgery because my brain was being crushed because I didn't have a soft spot. So my brain was being, being crushed by uh, my skull. 
And in 1982, that was a huge surgery, brain surgery, really, to cut my head open. I could show you the scar from here to here. I look back at six months old, my parents had to make a huge decision to either let my brain be crushed and I would struggle with some, some potential uh, problems or I, I would, it would be a successful surgery. I mean, I think back on that and think, wow, look at the faithfulness of God that I made it through that. Look at the faithfulness of God that I was able to live the life that I've lived, to marry the woman I've married, to have the children I have, to think and act and be like I am, all because of the faithfulness of the Lord, that he chose me to be able to make it through that crazy surgery in that time. I think about the time when we were bankrupt and foreclosed. And now I think about it, guys, and I say this with joy. Man, we, we have no debt in our lives. Like, God is so faithful. I look back at our foreclosure and bankruptcy and all these things. And I look at our situation now and say, God, you are so faithful to provide for us. So every time I look at my job or I, I look around the corner and see, oh, look at the economy or I look at the stock market, I say, I'm not going to spend my time worrying about what God can't do or thinking he can't do something. I'm going to look back and remember that my anxiety will not control how I think God's faithfulness will. And I'm going to look back and remember the faithfulness and the love and the power of the mighty God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. And we're just on the journey to enjoy his faithfulness in our lives. So come on, you got to remember. Third thing is, is you got to fix your, you gotta, I'm sorry, you got to feed your mind well. Feed your mind well. He says this, now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what's true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable. Think about the things that are excellent and worthy. You gotta think about those things. Now, are you thinking about things that are true or lie? Are you thinking about things that are honorable or dishonorable, right or wrong, pure or impure, lovely or, or not lovely? What are you giving yourself permission to feed in your mind? This is an action that we must take as a combat to regularly challenge our thinking, to make a conscious decision that we will not feed our minds with things that are opposite of Scripture. What are you feeding your mind with? In Matthew chapter 6, it says, Who by worrying can add to their life? Do not worry about tomorrow. Pagans run after these things. National emergency. Philippians 4 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. By prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Ice sheets are melting so fast. An interesting fact about humanity is that whatever you feed grows. A financial pandemic. If you feed your faith, it grows. If you feed your fears, they grow. It's all spiral very quickly. It's going to get worse. Some have to live and some have to die. Realize that our time is better spent talking to the Father than getting all worked up and reading and feeding our minds with the news and the media about what everybody is saying about how this is doom and gloom and how money, which we have hoped in, is lost. Hope not in money. Hope in your Father your God, Jesus Christ, your Savior. Have your faith and use it. Walk according to it. Whatever you feed grows. 
This is the time to press into the church, lean into the church, to be surrounded by God's people. We can offer prayers for one another. We can offer hope to one another. We can speak words of truth to one another. If you feast on the word of God and you renew your minds around the truth, your faith, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But if you go to the news and you read article after article after quote after talking head and you continue to feed those fears, they grow and get bigger and bigger and bigger. Whatever you feed grows. Today, did you wake up this morning and feast on the word of God and go to him in prayer? Or did you feed your fears? Ultimately, Paul here is encouraging us to fill our mind with Jesus because every description he made there is about Jesus. Whatever things are true, he's the way, the truth, and the life. Whatever things are lovely, he's a close friend, he's lovely. Whatever things are admirable, he's praiseworthy. He says, ponder and think about and consider Jesus and consider who God is. How do we consider Jesus? We gotta read his word. We gotta meditate on his word. We gotta be in his word every single day. The only way for you to understand the character and nature of God is to read his word. That's it. That's the only way for you to be able to know the the character and the nature and the love of God is to understand through his word who he is. When we get anxious, I believe in my own life, it's because I forgot who God is. And that might come from me just needing to spend some time in the word of God, getting my mind focused on the things of God and who he is. Here's the fourth thing. Practice this habitually. That's what he says. Philippians 4, 9, he says, keep putting into practice all you've learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing. He says, then the God of peace will be with you. This word means to, re- to, to repeat habitually. So you say, Ryan, I've done everything in the book and I just can't stay in the place of perfect peace. That's because it doesn't happen. Like, it's just not this long extended thing. It happens every day. Every day you gotta habitually bring yourself back to that place. And I hate to say this, but this is not a silver bullet. This, this silver bullet is coming back to Jesus, coming back to his word every single day. This is why it's important for you to have a devotion life because you will not be able to get your mind to a supernatural level if you're not spending time in your word, reading your Bible, spending time with Jesus, getting to know him better, being in community, being in a group, being a pursuit, I doing all these things. You won't be able to, to manage this on your own because it goes from normal to abnormal and you need a supernatural God to bring a supernatural mind. And he does that through his word and through his presence and through relationship with other people. As I end today, I just want to come back to verse 7 where it says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds beyond anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind. This idea here is crazy. He talks about how God's peace is is a higher level and guarded. That's military language. Whenever a military takes a position on a higher level, they take that position on a higher level so that they can see the big picture. So they can look at the landscape of the war and recognize, oh, my enemy is not as big as I thought he was. Oh, I, he takes me higher so I can look at the problem I'm facing and realize, oh, this is not that big of a deal. Oh, this sickness will not end in death. 
Oh, this marriage will be restored. Oh, this relationship will work out in God's timing. Oh, the finances are going to figure. Oh, it gives you a bigger picture because he takes you to a higher level so that you can see the entire vantage point of the battle that you are facing. It also shows you the realities of the enemy's weakness. You can see over here, he hasn't flanked. And over here, he hasn't caught, uh, brought that gap together. And he's attacking from the front. But I know he's not attacking over here. So I need to put all my prayer and all my effort and all all my friends could pray about this one thing because the enemy can only be at one place at one time. Huh? So he's not strong over here. I'm over here praying. No, I need to focus right here. We have the ability to see a vantage point of our enemy. You get to see the powerful position in Christ you have. When your enemy is trying to come up that hill, they're, they're going against gravity. And so they're challenging. It's difficult for them. We can just take them out easily up above the elevated position knowing that our enemy is struggling because we've been raised above the storm. <laughs> it also says that you're in a guarded position and this beautiful idea is of like a massive military guard standing around. Just moment, I want you just to imagine this for a moment, sitting in your couch where you are right now, that there's these men, imagine these military men, these Canadian or in my mind, American forces, and they've got their, their, their massive ARs and they get their gear and they're standing guard shoulder to shoulder around your entire home. Imagine that around your entire mind. And you know why they do that? So when an enemy tries to infiltrate your mind, they stop the enemy force. Uh-uh. You know, that lie and that, 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 that mistruth, that half-truth will not enter this person's mind. Why? Because they have a supernatural mind. They have a mind that's above and beyond all that they could ask or imagine. A mind that, that considers bigger and higher and more. A supernatural mind. Why? Because when that enemy is trying to come at you, that guard is saying, oh, you can't come in. Mm-mm. That thought won't be allowed in. How many thoughts has the enemy tried to bring into your mind that the, the, the supernatural God has stopped? So he wants to take you to a higher level. He wants to take you to a guarded level in your mind. But it takes you and I recognizing that we got to get it out. We got to let this thing out of our mind. We got to get this out of our thinking. We got to remember. You got to watch what you're feeding yourself. And you got to practice this habitually. And you're going to begin to see a supernatural mind come in your life. Come on, let me pray for you today. Father, we just pray. Lord, for every person that's watching today, God, I know that I have major bouts in my mind, Lord. So I have in tremendous empathy for those who are struggling on a higher level. I just pray, Lord, that firstly, Lord, that you would just give them grace to give themselves a bit of a break. I know how mentally exhausting it can be to try to process different situations. And I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, you would come and you would give, bring grace and you would bring mercy and you would bring strength. And Lord, that in the areas of their mind where they're tired and they're fatigued, would you bring a supernatural, supernatural thinking right now? Would you guard their heart and their mind with a peace that surpasses all understanding right now? Would you take them to a higher level? I pray for those who are watching today, God, who maybe don't know you. All they have to do is make a personal confession the Bible says you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. All they have to do is say the name of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says you are saved. We love you today, Father. And we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
Come on, if you accepted Jesus today or you'd like prayer, you can email us at prayer at lovecitychurch.ca or info at lovecitychurch.ca. We'd love to get to know you. We'd love to tell you more about Jesus, more about our church, and we can't wait to see you next week as we continue to talk about our purpose, next thriving in our purpose. Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus.